Hey, welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Today we're going to continue in that series of One Small Step with this message. And I'm calling it Enduring Faith. Enduring Faith. Now, we've been talking all about faith and taking steps of faith. And what is a step of faith? A step of faith is action in direct response to God's word that he says through his word or through his spirit that he's speaking to your heart. And we see an account of a step of faith that's found in the book of Matthew. Now, Jesus and his disciples, uh, Jesus just feeds 5,000 people with a couple loaves and a a few fish. God multiplies. What was in uh, in this boy's hand, then when it was given into Jesus' hands, he made it more than enough. A great principle there of when we take what's in our hands and we say, God, I'm partnering with you. He makes it more than enough. That's just a bonus. That's not the message. But they just finish feeding the 5,000 and Jesus, he sends them away and he says to the disciples, Hey, get in the boat. You guys go to the other side. I'm going to go to this mountain and pray. And so the disciples, they go into uh, the boat. Jesus goes to pray and they're, they're going, they're rowing, no, no, pat, no motors, right? They're rowing to the other side. And the, the disciples are in the middle of the, of the water, in the middle of the body of water. It is late, about 3 a.m., the Bible tells us, between 3 and 6 uh, a.m., and the wind starts to pick up. The wind starts to pick up. The waves start to pick up, and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the boat is starting to rock more and more, and you're like, just rowing. Okay, let's row a bit faster there, Thomas. Row a bit faster, and and the wind is picking up. The waves are getting bigger, and the boat starts to be tossed around, like just a ragdoll. The boat is being tossed up. Big wave crashes into the boat, comes, spills over over into the boat and they are getting tossed back and forth by this storm this massive wave now not not that's bad enough and then they see something strange ahead of them they see and they're like what is on the water amidst through the the wind going and the waves coming and they see and they're like i think it's a ghost is that is that a I think it's a ghost. And then Jesus is actually, it's Jesus walking on the water. He says, hey guys, now I ain't a ghost. I'm not a ghost. It's me. It's Jesus. And, and Peter, this is where we're going to pick it up, is Peter sees Jesus and he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Tell me to come. So this is in the middle of a storm, in the middle of waves raging, boat flipping, going to and fro. Peter's like, okay, if it's you, tell me, just say the word come. And so in Matthew 14, this is where we're going to pick it up. Matthew 14, 28. And Peter um, answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come, and Peter had uh, come down out of the boat, and he walked on the water 
to go to Jesus. So Peter literally takes a direct response to what God says, direct response to what Jesus says. When Jesus says, come, Peter's like, okay, he said, come. He pulls himself up over the side of the boat, goes onto the water, and he is walking on the water. In direct response, you could say he took a step of faith. In direct response to what Jesus said, he was walking on the water. In the midst of a storm, in those very waves that are tossing the boat to and fro, he's walking on those waves. I can see the waves go up, and if Peter's on that wave, it lifts him up, and then he goes down. I don't know if I got out a shot there. If so, you just saw that much of my face. But hey, um, as you're going up and down, Peter is are walking on the water. He's stepping out in faith. He's taking a step of faith. One step followed by another, followed by another. The Bible doesn't say how far Peter actually went, how far he went, but he was walking on the water. Then this happened. In Matthew 14, uh, verse 30, it says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him, and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when he, they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now, Peter, he, he's sinking Right. As, as, as he's walking, he starts looking around him. He starts to sink and he grabs. And then Jesus, he calls up to Jesus, Jesus. And Jesus grabs him, pulls him up and they go back into the boat. But Jesus asked this question. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Another one, another translation says, why did you let doubt win? And he was walking on the water for some time. Peter was walking on the water with Jesus for some time. The Bible doesn't say necessarily how many steps he went. He could have went a far away. But why did Peter doubt? You know, he looked at the waves, the storm around him, but I don't think that was the reason why he doubted. I think that was the reason his focus changed was he started looking at that, but I don't think that's what caused him to doubt. Why did Peter doubt? I believe it's this, it's found right in the text. He doubted because he had little faith. Peter had little faith. His faith only went so far until he started to sink. Right in, in uh, verse 31, again, we see, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And oftentimes when I've, when I've uh, read this scripture, when this scripture is depicted, it can often be like that Jesus is angry at Peter, right? Or that like some of those old school films of, of like Jesus where he's like British, right? And, and he's like, oh, Peter, you have little faith. Get in the boat. Oh, Peter, very, very cross with you. I'm very, very cross with you, Peter. Get in the boat, right? With his white sash and, and white robe and his flowy British hair and the beard, right? You know what I'm talking about. You've seen those, maybe even just a clip on YouTube, but you know what I'm talking about. Or that Jesus is, we read it, and it we can see like Jesus is pointing out like, you got little faith. Why don't you have great faith? But 
I don't see this at all in the text. If I'm reading it in the text and, and I don't see Jesus angry or upset with Peter. I don't, as I read throughout scripture, I don't see that as God's character. Instead, Jesus is saying out of compassion, like, why did you doubt? You have little faith. You know, in the same way that you would say to a baby learning to walk, hey, come to me, come to me. And when they fall, when they feel, when they get a little tipply, when they get a little topply and, and they're learning to walk, you're not upset with them. You, you're there to grab them as they're learning to take steps, as they're learning to walk and move in a new way from crawling to walking or from just being a blob on the floor to walking. And uh, remember, like Peter, he did something that the disciples, anybody else in that boat didn't do. He took a step of faith. He acted on what Jesus had said and stepped out into the water and he did walk on water and and he's and he left what was known the boat and he stepped out into the unknown what on God's word he took a step of faith and Peter was right there in that moment very practically seeing he was learning to take steps of faith he was learning a new way to walk walk by faith. I think Jesus would actually not be upset, but pleased with him that he got out of the boat. He took a step of faith when the others stayed in the boat. And Jesus then was there to rescue Peter when he, when his faith got a little wobbly, when he started to go a little bit, whoa, whoa, right? If you're, if you've had a kid or if your kids are starting to learn to walk, you know what I mean, right? Especially around coffee tables. You're like right there. You're right there going to catch you. But just as parents are there when they're learning for their kids, learning Jesus is there as Peter is learning to take a step of faith, one step followed by another step by another step because Peter was learning to take steps of faith. Now throughout the Bible, we actually see different levels of faith, if you will. We see no faith, weak faith. We see references to little faith, strong faith, and great faith. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've read these parts of where there's great faith or little faith or weak faith. And sometimes I think of it as like leveling up. You know what I mean? Like video game leveling up, like level up and, and boop, boop, boop. And you go from little faith to strong faith. And, you know, you got to do X, Y, Z, and then you'll level up to great faith. But that's not what it's talking about. Or sometimes I think we can even put it in the same context of like climbing the corporate ladder. Okay, first you enter in with, with no faith. Okay, then you do X, Y, Z, put in your time, then you'll get uh, little faith and you go up that way. But when the Bible says no faith, weak faith, little faith, strong faith, great faith, it's not speaking to like a level, like level 42 of great faith. But instead, I, I really believe that it's actually speaking to the endurance of your faith. That how far can your faith endure? How far can your faith go on one word from God? How, how is the endurance of your faith? If you're a jogger or a, a, an attempted jogger, uh, you run, you'll know what I mean by endurance. And, and like if you put Natalie and myself side by side, you can see the contrast. 
right? We can start out at the same spot and we can be running and then you'll start to see as we're going, there's only so much of my endurance before I start to slow down. Why? Because I need to, I need air. I need to take a breather. I need to take a break. And Natalie is just still going and going and going. And I'm, I'm just taking a break. Why? Because there's more in, Natalie has more endurance. So she can go further on one break or one rest than I need to go rest. Okay. Walk, walk. Oh, someone's coming. Okay. I'm going to run now. And right. So endurance, the greater the a runner's endurance, the greater the distance that runner will be able to go without needing to stop. You know, in the Bible, we see another account of someone who Jesus said they had great faith. There was a centurion and he came to Jesus and he said, my servant is lying home. He's paralyzed. He's in great pain. And Jesus said, okay, I'll come to your house and heal him. And this is where we'll pick it up in Matthew 8 uh, verse 8. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having uh, soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said, to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And then in verse 13, we see that then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Jesus said of this centurion who came to him, he has great faith. What made his faith great is on one word from Jesus, the centurion's faith endured to the end. His faith endured to the completion of what, of, of what God wanted to do, of bring healing to that servant. He was able to believe and trust God from one word and endure right to the completion. You know, Peter wasn't bad for having a little faith. No, he wasn't. Peter wasn't less than. He wasn't loved less by God. He wasn't, God didn't have less patience with Peter because he had little faith. But what Peter did have is he needed to work on his endurance, his faith to endure. The opportunity for Peter was to have more enduring faith like that centurion. The difference I see between uh, great faith and little faith is this, is endurance. How far can you go on that one word from God till completion? Enduring faith. And because scripture tells us that we've been giving a measure of faith, that Jesus, he is the author, the originator of our faith, and he is the finisher of our faith. And everyone has really different levels of endurance when it comes to their faith. Different levels of endurance. We see that throughout the Bible. Like Natalie, the first week of the series, she talked about Gideon and God said, Hey, I'm with you Go into battle. And Gideon was like, okay, okay. And then his faith was right to the fleece. And he was like, uh, I, can you just like put some water on this fleece, but not this side. And, and God did. And he's like, okay, okay. Uh, and then 
His faith went to the part of, uh, I need a bit more for God. I need you. And so then he flipped. Okay, do something different. And, and God worked with Gideon where his faith was. He didn't say, that's it. I'm moving on. I was wrong. Why not just go back to where I found you? No, God actually worked with Gideon where his faith was. That maybe Gideon had little faith, but God was like, okay, you, need, you have little faith. You have little endurance. I'm going to help you. You can go, uh, you can have faith right until the next time that we'll go together and I'll give you and I'll help you along. You know, even Abram, he left the place that he knew. He went and he like Abram, Abraham, later Abraham, man, he did some stuff. I'm like, bro, are you serious? But he had times where he had faith and then it's like his faith got weary or his trust got weary. We talked a few weeks ago about when he was in the tent, Abram left where, what he knew. Then he was in a tent and he was like, are you serious? I don't have an heir. Are you serious? And know what? God He didn't smack Abraham up the head. No, he said, hey, come with me. Look up at the stars. And he changed his focus. He was, God was there where his faith endured to. And then God was then able to give him refocus, give him rest so that then he could then have faith uh, because Jesus is the author, finisher of faith. Then he could go forward to the next part until his faith could endure that far. And then God was there again. And, and we see that, and that at the end of his life, he, his endurance built up, his faith endurance built up that he's referred to now of a man of great faith. But he didn't start out that way. His faith endurance from little faith to great faith, it happened throughout his life as he did life with God. I know we see Peter in the boat walking, stepping on water, then sinking. Then we see him like denying Jesus three times with the rooster. And then in Acts, we see Peter. He is bold. He is courageous. He's declaring God's word. People are being healed. People are being added to to God's church. We see his, his faith has grown from little to what I would say would be strong or great faith. But know what is God was there with him through the whole process. It wasn't that he just started out his great faith. No, he grew his endurance. His faith grew as he did life with God. We can look at more people throughout like Sarah, Moses, man, Paul, earlier Saul, his faith grew. You could go to Hebrews 11, the great hall of faith, right? And you can see that people, their endurance of their faith grew. There's so many examples all throughout the Bible where their endurance grew. Their faith necessarily didn't start out great, great faith or strong faith, but it started out maybe little faith, but then God said, okay, I'm going to work with that and just took one step. And then when they could go as far as their faith could go or their trust in God, because that's what faith is, trust in God, as far as they could go, then God met them where they were. And then they were able to then take another step and take another step. You know, it's not up to me. It's not up to you to, to figure it out to like, Oh, okay. I got, I'm at little faith. I got to level up on my, uh." instead we get to walk alongside God. Just as, uh, Peter, just as Peter, when he was, he went so far and then started to sink. No, there was there Jesus. And just like that is, is that as we go through life, you know, who's going to be there? God's going to be there to strengthen, to build our faith, to give you uh, another uh, insurance, another word. He is there. 
Building enduring faith is a process. And, and know what? Jesus isn't afraid of that process. God's not afraid of that process. He's always with you. He will not let you fail. He is with you even when your faith feels wavering or where it feels like this is as far as my faith endurance can go and he will be there. And all what Peter had to do was he called out to God. He called out to Jesus when his faith was starting to, to waver. When, his, when he started looking around and said, these waves looked a lot, are looking a lot bigger. He just called out to Jesus and he was there. You know, no matter where you are at with your faith, your trust in God, where your endurance is, what level of endurance your faith is, we can increase our endurance of faith and trust in God. It is not something stagnant, but actually just like with running or as you can, you can build up your endurance with faith. You can build up your faith, your trust, your endurance in God. You know, Hebrews 12, one to two, it says this, it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance Run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher uh, of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We are to run the race that God has before us, to do life by faith, with Jesus, to run, take steps of faith that endure, that are, because we're not running a sprint, we're running a marathon of life, and we get to do it with Jesus. We're not running on our own, we get to do it with Jesus, who is the author, the finisher of our faith, and we, he will run with you. You know, a Matthew, Matthew 11, it talks about, come, Jesus says, hey, come to me, if you're weary, if you're worn out, if you're tired, come to me. And you'll receive life. Another translation talks about how, you know, if it come to me, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'll teach you how to do things. When, when we are, we're to run the marathon of life with Jesus. And when, when our faith gets a little shaky, like Peter, Jesus is right there with us. And we can just call out to him. We can just call out to him because life, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon and enduring faith. Uh, is, is honed and built through doing life with Jesus, through doing life with Jesus and walking with him, working with him. Watch how he, he's doing things. Now, how do we like practically build our faith? Like maybe you're saying, Josiah, okay, I like it, but how, do, how does this apply to my life? How do I build my faith? I, I see so that we can actually run with endurance. You know, just like a running for when I, when I run, I don't know about you, but when I run, first thing I like to do is like, I like to have some good music. Like what's the point in running if you don't have good music? So I think the first thing you need is a running anthem. You need a running anthem. When running, I like that. I like good music and often I'll find myself, I'm running to the beat. So I'll pick really slow songs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't run. Um, but uh, in order to have the right songs of life, the right song for life, the right anthem, running anthem, you need to get into the word of God. 
You need to get into God's word. In Romans 10, uh, 17, it says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing what God has said in his word and it builds faith in you. It builds faith in you. Our running anthem is really is God's word. It's, it's not just God's word, but it's you declaring God's word. You actually physically out loud declaring what the Bible says, what God says about you. Declaring out loud, actually saying out loud with your voice what God says about you, what God says about this situation, what God says about your family, what God says about your future, what God says about your church, what God says who he is. When you declare what he says, that builds faith in you. That sets the pace in how you're able to run. That's what David did. David, we talked about a few weeks ago that David, he didn't just walk to the giant. He ran. He took steps of faith. He ran to the giant. But know what he did? He had a running anthem. He was declaring, this is what God has done before. And this is what God is going to do to you, you problem, you giant, you nine foot, nine inch problem uh, that's in front of me. You're coming down. He was declaring what God had said. And that was his running anthem. First thing we need to do is have a running anthem. And that is God's word being declared by your mouth. Declaring God's word, what he said. The finished works of Jesus out of your mouth. And that will build faith in you. The second thing is find a running partner. Find running partners, a running crew. Like uh, you find people that can run in life with you. Find people of faith who can run and do life with you. Because life wasn't designed to be done alone. Life was not designed to be done alone. You know, it is God's idea for church that we gather together um, for small groups, right? Um, Coming together. When running alone, I'll tell you this, I run faster I, I go further when I'm running with someone else. Why? There's like that pure pressure of like, okay, they're going, okay, I'm going to keep going, right? And there's, there's the whole iron sharpening iron, like what Proverbs says. It's, it's you're encouraging each other. In Hebrews 10, it says it this way. In Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold fast to the, the confidence of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhort one another and so much more as the day is, uh, as you see the day approaching. So that we're supposed to be gathering together, that we're supposed to be coming together, building each other up, encouraging each other in what God has, what God says, and doing life, bearing one another's burdens. Like if you're running and you're like, oh man, you know what? if you have people around you, if you have a running crew, if you have a running partner doing life with people at church in small groups, then know what you can do is like, hey, can you pray with me? And then by faith, you can be praying, believing together. Man, finding a running partner is so crucial. Finding running partners is so crucial. Running family in uh, building your endurance. Because when you're like, huh, huh, you can lean on, you can rely on those people who are around you to encourage you in God's word, declare life over you. The, fir- the third thing is this, is start. Is start. 
right? Uh, like it says, run the race. You know, there is a race, but you got to start. You got to start. Oftentimes, uh, for people who are getting into running, you can use the excuse of, I'm, I can't run or I'm not going to run because I... I don't have the endurance. I can't, or I can only go until the end of this block, so I'm not going to. But you need to start somewhere. In order to run, you need to start somewhere. Don't allow um, the, your endurance level keep you from taking steps of faith. You know, God is just fine with the process, with the process that he will walk with you, work with you, that as you decide, I'm going to walk with Jesus, work with Jesus, watch how he does it. He's okay with the process. If you take a step of faith and you only get to, okay, mighty man of valor. Um, and then, okay, God, I really need a fleece. You know what? God's okay with the process. He's okay with building up your faith, just taking one step followed by another step. And, and, it, and as you do that, your endurance, as you just start, as you start taking steps of faith, your faith will build. Your faith will increase. That's how Abraham started. One step, followed by another step, followed by another step, followed by another step. And the fourth thing, final thing is this, is stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. John... Uh, uh, 37, Jesus says, On the last day, uh, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now here Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and that now you and I, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. There are times of refreshing that come from the presence of God. So as we spend time with God in his word, in his presence, in prayer, praying in, 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 our, in the known of what we know and praying in the spirit, in our unknown, it actually strengthens our inner man. It builds us up that as you're praying, declaring, you know what, and spending time with Holy Spirit, that it will strengthen, it will, he will build you up. Holy Spirit will build you up. Because you know that it's, it's not by your might, not by your power, but by God's spirit that you're running this, this race of faith. It's not by your, your might, your, your credentials that you're taking this step. No, it's by what you're taking a step on what God has said in his word. And it is being sustained, maintained, and empowered by his spirit. It's not on you. It's now just relying on him. So those uh, four things are running anthems and a running partner. Uh, start and man, stay hydrated. Can I encourage you today, no matter where you are in your faith, in your walk of faith, whether you identify with maybe little faith or maybe you identify with, with strong faith, can I encourage you with this? Take a step of faith. No matter where your endurance is, take that first step of faith. And as you do in that direct response to what God has said in his word of taking a step of faith, know what? That his spirit will, will maintain you, empower you. And if you feel that your faith is like, <gasps> it's not endure, you know what? Jesus is going to be right there. He's got you. He's got you. And all what you have to do is just call on him. And know it, just like Peter, he'll pick you right back up. 
and, uh, and then you take another step and another step. And as you do that, as you live life with him, walking with him, working with him, your faith will be increased. Your endurance will be increased. So that maybe you start out as Peter started out of little faith, but as you just trust God and you take one step, followed by another step, followed by another step, man, at the, as, as life goes on, doing life with him, you'll have great faith and know what you're making an impact uh, for his kingdom. Because God has a good plan for you, a hope, a future. I want to encourage you, take a step of faith. Hey, thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message inspired you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to see you at a Sunday soon in person or online. You can get all the information on our website, thrivecalgary.ca. If you'd like to become a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can also do that by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the give button. Know God is for you. We love you. Have a great week.